es un caballero. Es un hombre extraordinario. Me impresiona mucho. Pues, ¿sabes qué? Yo creo que no es tanto el físico, es más bien la personalidad que tiene y todo lo que proyecta. Ya me lo imagino con su smoking blanco, con martini en una mano y un costoso abano en la otra. Provocativo. Atractivo. <risa> Stereophonic Sound Spectacular. Hello there, and welcome to the exciting world of hip. This is a new departure in language instruction. For English-speaking people who want to talk to and be understood by jazz musicians, hipsters, beatniks, juvenile delinquents, and the criminal fringe. Bonjour, madame. Bonjour, monsieur. Nous allons, grâce à ce disque créé spécialement pour vous, essayer de tirer ensemble le maximum de qualité sonore de votre chaîne haute fidélité. Sit back, relax, and close your eyes. An agile cold success is often measured on the performance of those they coach, rather than by a specific coaching matrix on quality, productivity, or something else. That's a problem. Because when leaders and team members hesitate to make tough choice and painful changes, the temptation to blame the coach, it's always there. And that's true for the world of Agile and especially Scrum. Because I experience it a lot myself. And it's uh, probably, we could say, it's in about what we could see in uh, professional sports, such as ice hockey, basketball, and everything. So once again, I'm Alexandre Frédéric Jolie, known as your Coach AF, and I'm really glad to be before you on this Friday, June the 30th. But as you know, I'm always honest and authentic. This is a pre-record live. It's, it's live. It's live streaming. On LinkedIn, Rumble, especially Rumble. Yes, 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 yes. Especially on Rumble. Please subscribe on Rumble. It's crucial you go there, the free speech platform. I could do uncut, longer video, everything and everything. Even we're going to do an another AFK uh, about conscious agility uh, with him. So only on Rumble, because I cannot do that on LinkedIn, nor, and especially not on the Google platform of YouTube. So, whatever you are, actually, right now, follow me, subscribe, and hit the notification, especially on Rumble and YouTube. And, um, yes, yes, and uh, you know all the drill. And today, I'm doing it live, because this won't be cut. It's going to be as it is. And... Um, Why I pre-recorded? Because this Friday, the 30th, I will facilitate a retrospective from the Collision Conference in Toronto about techpreneur and everything and everything. And I will have also a meeting for the first Bitcoin city in Quebec. So I will be busy as hell. Uh, I am busy as hell as you're listening to this because I'm live streaming every Friday. 12 noon Eastern time in the last Friday of the month. It's often uh, the, um, the Dairy Agile podcast that you could go at 
triple w they're real agile all together as you could see on the ticker.com to subscribe and follow me to the uh, platform of your choice and um so today of course we don't take the zoom call because i'm not necessarily here i might take a break and come and chat with you uh but uh, that's it and for the rest of the summer um i might take off for july and we're gonna do some broadcasting we're gonna rebroadcast uh, some of the better, and Annie, I know Anna and Elizabeth are working on doing like some kind of clipping uh, for the best moment of the previous 122 episode, actually they're real agile, smash up and everything. So I'm going to take a break, uh, doing live about 122 weeks in a row since Tulum, I think I deserve it, what do you think, tell me in the comment below. And I would like to uh, remercie and welcoming new subscriber on Rumble, yes we have now the message start to kick in, so go on Rumble. All the links are in the description, by the way, uh, to do this and the pine comment. So I'd like to welcome the new subscriber on Rumble. Thank you so much to be there. And also, yeah, YouTube continue to grow. Almost, I'm at 19 or 17 as we speak to 800 on YouTube. And of course, I will stay on YouTube. But um, I will develop Rumble a lot more uh, this summer and especially starting in September with my new year because that's going to be the place to not monetize, but to have a better content, wiser content, uh, uncensored content, uncut content and everything. I like that platform. And I would like to thank uh, a lot Faye, Ulia, Markinson for your cafe. Ah, we don't see the cafe. Can I move this? Yes. Ah, for your cafe. I love you. Thank you so much for these. And if you'd like to do like them, there's a link in the description to buy me a coffee. I'm not asking too much. One coffee, three coffee, five coffee, eight coffee, Fibonacci coffee. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm an happy camper. The month of June is out of our sight. And today we're going to talk about what is an agile coach. And this is something that I did. Uh, the fourth sign that you are dealing with a corn artist, a corn agile coach, a freak one, someone who's insecure and everything and everything. I did that like by coaching and mentoring a new scrum master and everything. And of course, um, dealing with some colleagues that don't really know um, their duty, their responsibility, their accountability, and everything, and everything, uh, despite all the education that is put forward now since at least the last decade. And um, so today, the first topic is let's define what is an agile coach, or even better, what is a business agility coach? So I'll take it from my website, it's my content. An agile coach helps enterprises of any size. That's really important. Teams at any level or anywhere in your organization. Individuals, okay? Adopt, yes. We're not teaching yet. We'll help, we'll coach all of these level of group of people, including a team, which is another group, to adopt the agile practice and patterns while embedding so as the coach you embed the agile values and mindset the goal 
of an Agile coach, the primary mission of an Agile coach is to faster, excuse me, to foster more effective, transparent, and cohesive teams and to enable better outcomes, solutions, and products, services, or yeah, because it's not just a working software anymore, for customer satisfaction first, and then the business profit to create business value. With the evolution of the Agile movement that we saw last week, uh, with a Mike Beadle, a Redux, well, me reading you an article of Mike Beadle about this Agile movement. So with this evolution, if there's an evolution, I believe so, yes, of the Agile movement, that goes beyond, yes, beyond Agile software development and IT, as described, described in the 2001 manifesto. An experienced coach like me, and like some other of you watching it right now, I salute you, you will act now more like a business agility coach, able to agilize, teach, coach, mentor, and facilitate everyone at every leadership level and businesses, all business unit, IT, all sector of IT, and more. In the enterprise crime system, we simply call it a coach. We don't put the adjective of agile or business agility up front. It's simply a coach that will work in collaboration with the owner to make all of this happen by uncovering new ways to the new ways to the new world to your success. The term next to coach is only a qualification if needed to be precise for a specific mission of yours or your organization. Bottom line, a coach and business and for teams is he is or she is the process enabler and guide to help uncover new ways, as I mentioned before, of working together. At the Agile Lounge for Business Agility, we propose our agreement-based approach to build teams and to foster this enablement of the mindset. Let me know in the comment below what you think of this proposed definition, described definition from my team and myself at the Agile Lounge for Business Agility. And I would like to drive you, all right, within what the, now the four signs, the four red flags I'm going to explain you in this comprehensive episode of the Friday Live Agile, which is an Agile Wars for the Dairy Agile podcast. For my listeners out there, run with me. We're going to jog today, knowing how to decipher this con Agile coach that could put your project, your product development, and even your business value at risk and even the customer experience at risk, and especially the employee experience, the worker experience at risk. So we're going to see this, and this is a work that I've done, and I work with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Marinay, that I salute. She's my artistic director. 
So all of the fluffy thing that you see, it's created by her. She challenged me with uh, the English wording, especially. And she helped me also making some templates as this one. And if you take on our exclusive and innovative Talent Agile Workshop, where the link will be in the pine comment of YouTube and Rumble, as well in the description probably of this episode. So this is one of the takeaway or um, the go-to, it's after like, you receive a PDF, and this is one of them, it's kind of a cheat sheet to help recruiter and talent acquisition. And we have also specific questions, but today we won't see the question. I'm gonna expose you uh, the four flags that you might be dealing with a fake Agile coach, with a con artist. Uh, like from, uh, it's, it's an Agile hustle. Oops, I, did, I already did that. So, the red flag number one. Your Agile coach is obsessed with buzzwords. So, if you have someone always talking about the latest trend on LinkedIn or Medium or whatever it's been somewhere, huh? They won't realize I have no idea what I'm doing if I use a lot of Agile words. This was a colleague of me about eight years ago who told me that. They won't realize I have no idea what I'm doing if I use a lot of Agile words. So it's buzzword and words. Okay, to decimate the insecurity. And I'm gonna come back with insecurity. That's in now we say Agile coach, but that could go to a Scrum coach or to any type of coach and business process or process enabler, and even the Scrum master at the team level and enterprise level. So while we expect people to be honest on their resume and at an interview when they reply to a request for work, for a contract, for instance, that doesn't always happen. I don't want a coach and now when I say I don't want a coach, I, I express myself as my client. So I don't want a coach with an impressive resume and credential galore of certification if they can't deliver a result, if they can't practically hands on it. So that's my client kind of request. There seems to be an army of coaches these days fluffing around LinkedIn who who've never actually been on a team, on an Agile team, doing any kind of lean process, not even a scrum, with something for delivering software. Of any kind, of any kind. Let alone, let alone into an Agile, a true Agile team. They try to mask it by sounding smart or being vague about their experience. They are obsessed with agile buzzword and constantly use scrummy language. A great coach doesn't need to show off their vocabulary. They know it just the way we do our work. And that's remind me of two things, ladies and gentlemen. When I, I said something like I was acting as a goofy, calm, agile coach with Michael Orman in our great three hours conversation three years ago, that I even do a clip about it. Sorry for the chair, I think I need oil. I'm gonna need oil for that chair. Ah, yes, so 
And the interrupt means this is like, Alex, this has nothing to do about being agile. So you see it's the same concept here. And this is a, a, an upcoming show that we're going to have to explore this, why the blue chip company, why the great Silicon Valley company, they never talk about agile or scrum. We don't have even to name it. We just deliver and we do it. So, you know, a great coach like I am, yes, let's, it's, it's the, my one day before my slow July and my August grid off today on this Friday the 30th. So let's, let's refresh. So a great coach like me and some of you out there, I suppose, I'm sure, doesn't need to show off their vocabulary. vocabulary. They know it and they just do the work. So, as you know, I'm an Apple goofy, so take Apple TV Plus when they launch their product with the Ted Lasso kind of screening. I'm not, I prefer foundation, but I take this example just to show you that for those who follow it a little bit, I know one of my girlfriends, she loved that show, so that's why giving her a twinkle here. So Ted successfully coaches a professional soccer team. So that's why I'm using it because I love football. And he doesn't even know the rules of the game. So for, as I said, Kathy know it more than me, but she says like, don't take foundation because it's your favorite show on Apple TV Plus. But there's no example of it. And she's right. So she made me listen when I was preparing this show and some of my Agile, uh, talent Agile workshop. And she said like, oh, so you're talking like uh, a fake Agile coach is like Ted Lasso that I love to watch. So Ted successfully coached a professional soccer team in that program. And he doesn't even know the rules of the game. How you ask? So keep listening to find it with me as we are going to the second red flags, because your Agile coach is extremely prescriptive. And by the way, I'm doing a lot of prospection right now, meeting new client, uh, prospect that they want to do things with Agile and Scrum and whatever. And something, especially from the C-level people that I'm talking with and some other leaders, they often talked to me about these uh, coach agile, my way or the highway. So it's even worse than what we describe in our training for recruiter and talent acquisition people. But the second flag here, it's very important to, to go and nurture it. Because an agile coach, if you have an agile coach, extremely prescriptive, they want to go like, uh, you know, Back in the day, we used to call uh, these evangelists. So anyways, even though on LinkedIn you see an agile evangelist, a DevOps evangelist, or whatever evangelist, I bet you that these guys or girls or gals are extremely prescriptive because they go by the book. They are transcriptive. Okay? And we see a lot more often, especially with the safe system, centralized dictatorship happening. So again, my same colleague that I talked to you about eight years ago. Oh, this is how it's done. Any other way is simply wrong. So if you have an agile coach or even a scrum master telling that kind of stupid phrase, this is how it's done. Any other way is simply wrong. 
I just want to remind you that even for the Agile Software Development Manifesto of 2001, it starts with we uncover new ways of delivering value and will teach others to do this. It's not static. But of course, the prescriptive Scrum Master and the prescriptive Agile Coach, before becoming the centralized dictator, probably sponsored by a VP, IT, who is also a centralized dictator, you see. But the thing is, a fake coach sees their beliefs about Agile and Scrum as absolute truth. The way they learn it, the way they receive it, it's the only way. They are not to be questioned or altered in any way, shape, or form. They know the rules, or at least think they know, and threat everything and everyone as set in stone. Let me rephrase it. Because I made a mistake here. And treat everything as set in stones and everyone as an enemy of their way. A good coach, not a great coach, but a good coach, understands that the Agile Manifesto and the Scrum Guide provide a description, guidelines, for you to model with. Yes, they are some prescribed roles, event and artifact. But are they really prescribed? I mean, empirically speaking, you have to, like the shoe Ari system. So if you're in a shoe, let's take that, at least those three elements of the Scrum system as an example here. Yes, they should be prescribed. Just do it as it is. If you do a spinacolapa, do it with spinach, not cauliflower. And then after you could alter the receipt. It's like the poutine here in Quebec. Huh? It's curd cheese, french fry, and it's brown gravy. It's not even barbecue gravy. So the three elements, huh? the french fry, the roll, the cheese curds, the evans, and the artifacts, the gravy. At first, in the shoe moment of the shuari, it's prescribed. But after that, all the rest, but how we incorporate these practices is up to the team. Because we enable a team to self-manage and self-organize according to their context, to their development cycle, to the production cycle, and so on and so on. So if you have a coach come to the team and start uh, busting the POs and the scrum master that they don't do it as it's prescribed in a scrum guide, you bet it's a fake coach. And it's come to this one size that not fit all at all. No two Agile or Scrum adoption looks the same. And I've been advocating it for years and years and years with my experience on the field. When, as a coach, you also counseled and facilitate and you pay attention and you listen, you know that. You have to meet the team member and the organization where they are. And then you got to propose them descriptive element to do together. Okay? People have a significant effect on how everything plays out. 
and especially a kind of a coach in business for business process enabling. So it's very important, guys. Decipher it before it's too late. And it's because of those fake agile coach that now we have the A word. And now we have all of these articles that Agile is failing, Agile is dead, and this and that. It's because of this army of coaches, of calm Agile coach. So let's go back to Ted Lasso for Cathy once again. And again with a radically different approach to managing the AFC Richmond team. They don't have to function the same way as the team with the most wins. So Ted helps the team discover what's best for them. Wait a minute. I thought the coach had the final say. No. So, shall we continue to flag number three? So the red flag number three of your Agile coach is probably a fake cone. Doesn't make sense. It's a fake. Is because he's always or she's always having opinion and they are always right it's a little segue from the precedent one but now it's going to be more than just the process that it should teach you so what are some other words for coach because remember most of the coach are consultant from the outside okay and a proportion in canada about 75 percent of us working just for a temporary mandate to start it over for you. We started for you. So, and also a lot of Agile coach are only trainer, instructor, teacher, mentor, educator. That's the basis. That's the first thing of, for the Scrum Master especially, huh? of the four domain of competency, the four competence. So I don't see manager, executive, supervisor, director, or administrator on that list. So why are all of a sudden the coach and the agile coach that should be there to uncover new ways telling you there is not any other ways than mine? And how is a teacher using science, because there's a lot of science and business agility process and Scrum, And most of the time, they are from a consulting firm or independent like me at the Agile Lounge. And we are there just to show you the way, the door. It's up to you to open it. So I'm not a director. I'm not supervising. And I'm not the Agile police. So why does your coach impose their opinions and ideas on everyone else? Opinions on the perception of the meaning of the scribe element of the manifesto, a guide, or even a scrum guide. So a faker, a calm agile coach, masquerading as a coach, always has an opinion. And they believe they are right. They tell people what to do and how to do it. They focus on specific outcomes, putting their own goals over those of the customer, this is very disgusting, and the team. 
I'm sure you see it often. And some of you will say, like, hey, uh, Coach F, aren't you like this for the Dairy Agile podcast? Oh, really? Am I coaching you directly? Of course, a podcast, especially the Agile Wars. Now, here today, I'm trying to educate you. This is an artifact that I'm providing after my talent Agile workshop. I'm not basing the opinion of the Agile Wars and Formation Wars as being just my opinion. There's science in the background, there's psychology in the background, and there's behavioral interaction in the background that make me and helping by Elizabeth and some other trainer telling you that today. And yes, when I started as a Scrum Master from scratch with nothing 24 years ago, I was probably more prescriptive but without a guide because there were no guide. But I was more prescriptive of what the enterprise architect wanted or what the CTO wanted. Yes. And yes, I went through these cycles and I'm criticizing right now. And because I went there, I know that you could quit this yourself and becoming a real Agile coach and stop doing this. Just having opinion and thinking that you're always right. And by the way, the shit on LinkedIn, it's all about that. Every time you have a thread of information of someone starting and, and including me. But me, sometimes I go there sarcastically to send them the mirror as a great coach, to send them the mirror, and they don't get it. So it's even worse because they don't even know that on a soi-disant professional platform of social network linked out, they are arguing, they are setting their opinion. Oh, I'm writing a book, so I must be right. And I will drop name here. Those who are so loved by mentees, huh? like Alain Houlou-Mayas, like uh, even Joe Little, I've got some respect for the guy. You got some great, and he's not, no, no, for, sorry about it, not Joe Little, but Alain Houlou. Uh, these other guys, Snowden, some shit, and some others, like, and they always, like, attack other people. When you, when you see Dave Snowden attacking Steve Denning with opinion, and I must be right because I'm a PhD and blah, 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 bullshit. And I have experience. Yes, you have experience as being obsessed with words, being a centralized dictatorship, and because you have written books and you are in academia, you think you know it. But have you ever delivered a fucking software? I doubt it. But anyways. So even like among those apparently influencer, great coach from Scrum Alliance, another kind of group like this. Jesus Christ, guys. And I remind you, this is an Agile War podcast. And it's not for the mentally immature. I'm saying like it is. So let's go back to this flag number three, shall we? To go really quick to number four after that. 
what does a good coach do differently than this one who actually imposing stuff, focusing on specific outcomes and putting their own goals over those of the customer or the team? So a great coach, ask questions. Show his vulnerability. A lot of questions. A lot of questions because I want to empower you to answer and to resolve it. And if you need me to act more as a consultant and zone, I will stop ask questions if you ask me for direct help. And I'll do the first round of the iteration. And after, I hope that you get the pattern and you'll do it and answer it by yourself. To be a great, you know, a great coach, a coach doesn't need to know everything about how to do the work. I've coached myself a lot of software development teams. And my technical skills stop at very basic PHP symphony that I've learned back in the day to challenge a programmer, to help some designer and product owner challenge some designer. So I take these kind of online PHP course. But I'm from customer experience design. I'm from call centers and customer experience business. But nevertheless, I acquire some kind of know-how without necessarily do the work. But this is why I love the Lisa Atkins type of X-Wing diagrams where I could actually authentically show that the technical mastery is not my cup of tea. I will be a lot better in change management and customer experience and employee experience. Now this I did. But even though, don't even ask me the difference between C-sharp and Python. I know these words. But the thing is, as a coach, if they expect me to be in the technical mastery and to coach programmer, I'll say, sorry, it's not me. But unfortunately, a lot of our fellow colleagues, they're also like, yes, yes, yes. And this is when the engineer, they eat them alive. This is where you see the downfall of an agile coach. But in my case, I will say like, no, no, no. I don't know how to code. And Python and C-sharp for me, I don't know. I know what is an SQL basic uh, database. I know HTML, that was a static kind of code. This, but I don't know, and I, I just code a little bit in HTML. And by the way, I always cheat by going to a library somewhere online and copy and paste the code. So I'm authentic, I'm frank, I will say like, no, I don't know. But if you need to put some process for your team of software, and, and if, if I could have the help of the uh, solution architect or the uh, more senior programmer or the backend programmer, whatever the setup is, let's work together. And all the technical aspect, I should ask for the help of someone who knows how to do this. So that's a great coach. And all these situations, okay, my teammate, the developers, the designer, they knew what they were doing. This is why the management trusts them. They hire them. And me too, as the coach, I trusted them to do it. And my example, asking the solution, that's why I was really like working in Trio, like an enterprise architect that telling me all the specific thing that I need to know, or you will come with me and explain it to the developers, period. 
because I'm not proficient in the technical mastery. And that's okay. Because most of the time people want me to ask them questions, to make them realize, to make them talk together and everything and everything. Okay? And to try something in new ways of delivering these. So the value I had it wasn't technical. It was focused on people. Voila. So the same can be said again for Cathy Ted Lasso on Apple TV. He's a soccer coach who doesn't know the definition of offside. But the team assistant coaches and staff are experts. Ted asks questions, takes input from everyone, and keeps his ego unchecked. It's not about me, it's about the team. We all have egos. Yes. There's no denying it. Stop saying that you don't have an ego. You have, at least for security purposes and your body. But on a team, what's most important, or let me ask you the question and please insert me in the comment below, what is more important, me or we in a team? Ah, the last one. The red flag number four, you agile coach doesn't understand teamwork. Of course. A fake coach? A con artist? Who just want the money from the contract? We'll consider the synonyms for coach mentioned earlier, like trainer, instructor, teacher, mentor, educator, and let me add facilitator. Think about the mentors, the teachers, the great teachers, and leaders who have most impacted your life, your life career. Think about it. Who, who will you consider to be a mentor of yours? Oops, sorry about that. Let me get back to my feedback. As I, as I said, it's a fake live we're doing right now to talk about fake coach because I'm going to be busy. I'm busy right now as you're listening to this. And, uh, but there's no addition. I'm recording it as a live. So, I was telling you what. Yeah. Who is, and tell me in the comment below. Let's interact together. Who will you consider a mentor? Who, will, who has changed your life, your professional development, your path, your career? Who had an impact on you that you met at work? Or it could be remote sometimes. Like people will tell me like, oh, me, it's this guy that used to do those tapes uh, back in the 90s. Okay, so. You watch it on tapes. You went to a conference in New York. I don't know. Tell me in the comment below. So, so what made them, uh, this, this figure that you could think about, who changed your professional life, who changed your way of thinking, who opened your mind to something else, to something new, to a better interaction with people. Okay? What made that person positive or negative influence on yourself and on your team. And your worst experiences, did you feel psychologically safe with that person? Was everyone on the team treated with respect? What is, was it okay to try and fail and to learn from those failures? Did you or your teammate and the coach all have a clear expectation. 
Did people work together and support each other as the daily, if you use Scrum, as the daily should be there to build? It's not a status report. The daily will answer that question. Coordination, collaboration, communication, the five C's could go on. Did people work together and support each other's substantion? If you don't know substantion, you don't know Scrum. So if you don't know that, if you cannot answer that question in the comment below, you are not doing Scrum. So the fake Agile coach will make you say, probably not or not. A great coach makes people feel safe, open, and knows that failure is simply an opportunity to learn. And he will tell you that. He will make you feel that way. They make sure, the real coach, that all voices are heard. That everyone could share his bit. They understand the complexities of team development and dynamic with or without the Tuckman ma uh, model in the background. Great coaches help people work together, learn together, and improve together. They acknowledge the value of each person brings into the team. They are highly invested in other people's success. Especially when you become from coaching to mentoring, like I'm going to do this afternoon. People's success. People experience. People first over everything else. Like again, Ted Lasso is telling us, hey, Kathy, why you watch, we make me watch this episode? Success is not about the wins and loses. It's about helping the team be the best version of themselves on and off the field. On and off the field. Because let me tell you one thing. I used to be a coach also in call center. Because instead of calling us supervisor, they want us to have more a leadership coaching approach for 20 to 40 people that were taking phone calls and chat and live chat and everything. And, okay? and I used to be a social guru. And we do psychoset and some other stuff. And I remember my mentor, she told me, remember, Alex, it's on and off the field. You're still the coach. So voila, dear. So is your agile coach the real deal? Or are they fake? So I bet you already know the answer to that question if you pay attention to my four flags, red flags. If the red flags described in this episode sound familiar to you, don't panic. The internet is full of misinformation and copying without knowledge. It happens every day, and especially now with the chat GPT uh, bullshit and everything. So your coach may not even know they are too involved or too prescriptive or that they sound like an agile dictionary. If they do know and are still doing it, now you might want to find a new coach, maybe at the Agile Lounge, because we vent our coach and our Scrum Master. 
So anyone who wants to learn can and will. Uh, these three-day certification inflation. And if they don't, now you have the tools with this Talent Agile workshop that I'm performing and these cheat sheets and this episode to help you to spot your very own Ted Lasso and the crowd of mediocre coaches. Or if you're interested in learning more about Agile coaching, Scrum Mastery and Business Agility, check out our coaching services and upcoming course and the link that I was going to put in a pine comment of YouTube and Rumble, and that you could actually, even easier than that, you go to my beautiful website at agilelounge.com. So for the listener, it's agile-lounge.com, and you go to the services, and you will see the even bright training <coughs> up and running. So I hope you liked it. I hope you've learned something. And I hope to learn something from you in the comment below. If I made a mistake, maybe I made a mistake. Do you have a fifth or a sixth red flags to share with us? Do so in the comment below. And please, please, especially YouTube and Rumble, like this video to help me be shown and the reference. And once again, I was your coach, AF, Alexandre Frédéric Joly. <coughs> Sorry about that. On this Friday the 30th, and as I said, I'm going to be slow July, concentrating on my new clients and new project and stuff. So we might do uh, another real life next Friday, the 7th of July, for the 1-2-3 episode of the Friday Live Agile. So I want to be with you into kind of an open space, open Zoom. So we're going to announce it this week. But don't expect, um, expect the video, yes, either live or premiere every Friday especially on Rumble and YouTube. So if you're watching it on LinkedIn, it's now the time to start moving into Rumble and YouTube for a better viewer experience because these are video platforms. And there also we could chat directly, which is not the case with LinkedIn. So we might broadcast on LinkedIn still, but I don't take care of LinkedIn. Not because I don't care of you, my follower on LinkedIn, but again, and I repeat it again, if you want a better experience, you switch to Rumble and YouTube, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And uh, <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, we have a smog, 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 smog. We have smog alert again in Montreal, and it's a shitty weather. It's, uh, anyways, I will stop complaining. And, um, and we have a lot of new episodes on our podcast uh, available right now. And uh, please buy me a coffee. I'm going to run out of coffee. And as I said, every Friday at 12, expect a live stream, a premiere, or a video. And we're going to come back uh, in the regular program somewhere early September. Because yes, August, the entire month of August, from July 27 all the way down to September 8th, I'm going to be great off. Yes. But you're going to have some videos to show uh, the best moment, uh, best clipping and everything. So on that, remember, you are wonderful. You are powerful and you are free to be whoever you want it to be, but not a fake coach. Be a great coach. And you could do whatever you want it to do with efficiency and professionalism and respect of one another. So Coach F is saying enough. Have a beautiful weekend, everyone, and happy Canada Day for those from Canada. Cheers.